the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Hour 2 of Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you as I am each and every weekday from 3 to 5 right here on KKLA. 99.5 in LA and surrounding areas in San Diego. KPraise, AM 1210, FM 106.1 in North County. Great to be with you today, wherever you are in the Southland. I hope that you are having a wonderful Thursday afternoon headed toward the weekend and uh, lots of different things going on. So we may hit a few topics here this hour and uh, you can give me a call and join the conversation. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And you can email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I, uh, I got a question for you. This might seem like a weird question, but it's sort of uh, – it's sort of relevant. I hesitate really to ask you because I don't want you to worry. And I don't want you to be <laughs> – I don't want to I don't want to cause concern. But there's something that happened, and it happened on television in New York City that could very easily happen here. And so maybe we just need to prepare for that. Um, did you know well, – here's the question for you. What would you do? What actually – what steps would you take if there was a nuclear blast here in uh, – L.A., Southern California. Now, that seems like an odd question to ask. Now, we used to ask that question, and I'm not saying this to scare you. There's there's not something on the news, as far as we know, other than that Ukraine thing and the entire world blowing up in general. There's always been this kind of threat. If you're old enough, you've dealt with this threat before, right? I Up until maybe the third grade, I actually dealt with uh, duck and cover drills. Are you old enough to know what those are? Um, there used to be a turtle and a cartoon and a song, duck and cover. And it was when you see the flash, duck and cover. And you dive under your desk. You dive against the wall. You put your picnic. There's a there's a video of it. You can go look it up. And, like, people are having a nice picnic out somewhere, you know, in Griffith Park. And all of a sudden there's a flash and they throw the blanket over their head and as if that's going to do any good. And I remember in third grade it was something where, you know, we often had earthquake drills where we would – dive underneath a desk. And I grew up in Palmdale right here in the Southland. We'd have these lectures in school, you know, uh, where are we right next to? This is what, this is how we used to terrorize the kids. But this is Gen X, right? This is just a different world. If you're my age, we're, that's why we don't, we're not bothered by too much of this. Because we had, not only did we have earthquake drills, which I imagine you have right now, and ours were, I think, wrong, right? Because we're going to get underneath that desk. That desk isn't holding up the roof. What are you talking about? Um, you know, especially the kind of desk that where it has the chair attached to it. So if anything actually hit your desk, it would just smash you underneath there. It was the weirdest thing. We also had to do that for nuclear drills, you know, underneath the desk. Like, that's going to do any good. You know, when you see the flash, I'm thinking if you're close enough to see that, maybe I'm wrong. Then really what you want to do is get your baseball glove and go outside and go, I got it, I got it. That would probably be the better move. But if you're if you're farther away. But them's the brakes. I know. Nuclear war would be just a bad thing. But. And I'm not kidding. I'm not I'm not trying to joke about a serious thing. I know it's a serious thing. Okay. What would you do? And I'm asking that because in New York City, 
they put a uh, the the city of New York put together a video, a very well made video, where they actually presented this to the people out of the blue, out of nowhere on TV. So imagine you're here in the Southland and you're watching, you know, you're watching Channel 5, you're watching Channel 11, you know, whatever station you like to to watch and you're watching your show. And then all of a sudden somebody comes out and you see a big picture of you know, a neighborhood, just a regular city neighborhood. And then this happens. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. Okay. The big one. We call that something else here in L.A., but we'll just go on. So what do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Now, that's a little hard to do uh, right here in Southern California when you are sitting right now on the 405 you know, wondering when they're going to finally open that carpool lane. And, uh, you know, what do you do? Um, anyway, she that's, so that's step number one. Step number one, if there is a nuclear blast, is to get inside a building. That might seem counterintuitive, but uh, that's what they say to do. Here's, uh, here's number two. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Okay. Have a basement? Head no. there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. Okay. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Now, this isn't meant to be funny, and maybe it's just me, but I'm laughing at this going, because you're you're just watching TV. You're watching, I don't know what you're even watching, you know, and all of a sudden this commercial comes on and you're talking about, I got to wash the nuclear ash out of my clothes. What do you, what do you mean? Why am I getting, you know, at, at this point? Aren't you asking why? Why are you putting this on on TV? Here's step three. Step three. Stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. So my Twitter's still going to work. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. All right. All right. You've got this. I've got this. All right. So uh, now we've learned how we're going to survive a nuclear blast. So the city of New York, as you can imagine, start calling up the city and calling up the station like, hey, why is this on the air right now? And uh, the mayor of New York, uh, you know, he just says, no, we're just trying to be responsible and uh, make sure that everybody's ready. You know, that's a part of the world we live in. Is it? Uh, are you anticipating this being something uh, uh, coming up here? And uh, it's, a, it's a thing. And I, the third one's the hardest one for me. That my Twitter's still going to work. I'm still going to get texts. My cell phone's still going to work. Is that that's amazing technology that that happens? It's basically the cockroaches and your ability to text. They're going to survive, and uh, so that's good. Um, does this worry you? I mean, when you when you hear this, uh, is it something you just rather not hear? And if I suppose you already turned the station, if you didn't, but uh, welcome back. Um, don't let stuff like this, you know, make you afraid. The world has gone through this kind of thing. And I say this because there's so much fear. There's so much fear in the world and fear of war. And, and what we got fear of the monkeypox, uh, which is out there. And uh, there's, there's fear now of the COVID coming back, right? Because uh, we are in the, the, higher, uh, the higher CDC echelon where they will – is that the right word? It's the, the level of, of 
uh, infection and uh, hospitalizations is going up. And whatever the BA5 variant is, it's a subvariant, I guess, uh, is what it's called, uh, is going up. And so now Southern California counties are moving into this next phase, and we might have to wear masks indoors again. And, uh, you know, there's so much fear related to all this. I'm not saying wear a mask or don't wear a mask, but, you know, God is still on the throne no matter what. And maybe there is a way that we can just keep reminding ourselves of God being on the throne, of God not being somebody who is off in the distant land, and even in the most horrific things being said. You know, a commercial that we haven't seen since the 50s about nuclear war, I think, and the potential of that happening in New York. Okay, that's kind of the world we live in. You know, and maybe it's because I know I'm going to heaven. Maybe... You know, I I just don't worry about that so much. I mean, I'm worried about it. I watch the news. I pay attention. I hope that doesn't happen. It'd be, it would just be, you know, it's unspeakable. That's the other funny part about that commercial. You can watch it online. Just look for New York City, you know, nuclear preparation uh, commercial. You know, and she walks into this apartment. You know, so the first step is to, <laughs> the first step is to go inside, and then she goes into this New York City apartment. And the New York City apartment, she's standing in the living room. The living room is humongous. I'll bet the living room itself is about 1,000 square feet. It's just like an open plan. It's got a couch there and a bookshelf. And you've got to be a multimillionaire to afford that apartment in New York. Maybe, you know, like and somebody pointed out, I heard a comedian point out, that if you have that kind of money to live in that apartment, maybe you own a bomb shelter. Maybe you should just get in that. I don't know. 888-528-2557. Point of all that is to to not fear that God is still on the throne. And speaking of God, our creator, did you see the the NASA pictures from the uh, James Webb telescope? Uh, Those started coming out on Tuesday. And what that is, if you're not aware of it, is that uh, we put a telescope out there in space. It's much bigger than the, the Hubble telescope, or much more powerful, I should say. And we stuck it a million miles away. That's where it went. So we put it a million miles away, and uh, there it is, and it's taking pictures of space, and it's it's pretty cool. Now I'll I'll say this. Now there's there's pictures of uh, nebula. There's pictures of you know. There's a great picture that the Hubble took years ago. Of, you know, hundreds or maybe it's thousands of galaxies that are out there, and the same picture is taken now by the James Webb Telescope. Um. Pretty cool. It's just a lot sharper. I was. I have to say that initially I was a little disappointed because I. I don't know what I was expecting. You know, the the picture is nice and it's sharper, but it's sort of like going from your twenty inch zenith to suddenly going to Costco and get a nice HD TV. And it's the same picture. It's just a lot sharper. Remember that when we all got our our HD TVs at some point, and you started to realize. Uh, the people that you're watching on TV, they just don't look quite as good on HD because they look like regular people because they're so clear, so sharp. Uh, and they kind of look like that. There's a bunch of pictures I'd seen before, and I thought, I thought we were going to see, like, other planets. I thought maybe we would see somebody waving back at us if there's life out there. I was really looking uh, looking for that. Um, but when you they, – and they're releasing more and more. I mean, those are just the initial things. There is an awe – that I think we should have of God with this. When we're talking about God being on the throne, God is is spirit. It's something different, something, the, you know, the, the makeup of, of God or who even we are in our, our soul, basically. How the universe works from God's perspective is something that is so far beyond our understanding. 
right? There are great scientists who are, are learning all kinds of things apparently from all of this that for me make my brain explode and that's fine. But um, the fact that God is beyond that, that God created this beauty and the pictures are beautiful. They're, they're stunning. It is an amazing thing to look at. You can go to, just go to nasa.gov and uh, you can check out those pictures. And I want to encourage you to be inspired by them and to realize that if you're afraid of nuclear war, you're afraid of the things going on in the news or the COVID or other things, just take a look at the magnificence of God's creation and realize that he's in charge. He's not confused about what's going on. He's not confused about where we've been or where we're headed or who we are or who you are. This is the God of the universe, the guy who created that, okay, the one who created all of these things that you're looking at. He created you, and he's infinite, which means he has time for you. He has time for every little thing that you've got going on in your life. He, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to realize that when you have infinite amount of time, which God does, He's not bound by time. He's not too busy for you because he's got to go deal with the president and bigger things in the world. He has time for that, and he has time for you, even the smallest things you've got going on in your life. That's why we are, we're asking the Scripture to give all prayers and petitions for everything to the Lord, because he has time for it, and he has time for you. Can you be encouraged by that? 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join our conversation, 888 Two five five seven. Let's go to Dan in, uh, in the OC. Dan, how you doing today? Good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Uh, yeah, my comment is just that absolutely I think we need those uh, kind of announcements of what to do during nuclear war. I yeah. don't know if in this day, this day and age, I don't think that it's uh, that alarmist to, to say that. I mean, we've got so many enemies. It's crazy. They seem to be multiplying by the weeks. We hear about Iran, you know, developing a nuclear weapon. We hear about China and the threats from there uh, against their neighbors and against us. Uh, they, we hear about Russia. Russia um, has attacked uh, Ukraine and they've threatened Lithuania. They've threatened Poland. They've threatened a lot of places, they threaten to use nuclear weapons. I don't think it's alarmist at all. I'm surprised it's taken so long to make this announcement. So I think preparation is always good. You all, you should always prepare for the worst, hope for the best, right. pray for the best. But absolutely um, prepare for what might happen. I think people should be gathering water. Even in uh, in California here, you know, we could have an earthquake any day. I hope people have, like, an earthquake kit. I hope they have a couple of weeks' worth of water in their garage. I hope they have some food storage. But even aside from that, from California, the world is a risky place right now, and we have trauma everywhere. Yeah. And on the point that God is in control, well— yeah, he's in control ultimately, but tell that to Ukraine. Tell that to um, Ethiopians that are starving or, or the, the massacres going on in um, uh, Nigeria. And that, yeah, he's in control, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't allow sinful people to get out of control. And we see an out-of-control populace throughout this mm. world, even in this nation. I think we're going to head to civil war at some point in this country, and I think we need to be prepared kind of for that. I don't think that's just alarmist. Um, it's happening all over the place. There's disruptions in Sri Lanka. And, uh, you know, there's threats of civil war in a lot of places. I just think it's good to have water. I think it's good to have food, some protection. And the idea that God is in control, you know, you, um, that doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen to you or your country. Right. No, I agree with you on that. In fact, that's what they said in New York, too. Is they said, it's kind of the way they did it that was sort of just shocking and uh 
uh, you know, and people are kind of laughing at the video. But you're right. We do have to be prepared for that because it is a reality. And, and one thing that I tell people, and you're saying the same thing, is that we know we're going to have a big earthquake here in Southern California at some point. And we know right. we should be prepared for that water and food and those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, I wonder how many of us are. And, uh, Dan, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much for calling Southern California Live. And he's right, even about the nuclear attack thing. So the in, uh, in 2017, I got a document in the mail, and I think a lot of pastors did, a lot of people maybe in different roles uh, in, the, in the culture. It's called Nuclear Attack Response Considerations for California, 17 pages long. And uh, it is a fascinating document. Um, and so there is a lot of prep going and, and maybe it's something we just feel uncomfortable with, you know, and I don't mean to say that when I say trust God, that nothing bad is going to happen, uh, trust God that he's in control, that if something bad is going to happen, what I mean is if something bad is going to happen, he's not out of control. That if one of these threats that Putin is making for nuclear war or China or some other state, um, hits the United States or we have that kind of catastrophe, God's not going to look down and go, wait a minute, what happened down there? That wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, that's not God. Uh, that's not who he's doing. And I want us to have an, an attitude of, of not fear, but Dan is right that we need to be prepared. Do you have an earthquake kit in your house? Do you have something prepared for that water? Um, I mean, I think the power is probably going to go out couple of times maybe down here in August, September when things get super hot in Southern California. And, uh, you know, if your power goes out for four or five hours, uh, you're going to have to start cooking your stuff in your freezer if you got anything. Um, are you even ready for that? How prepared are we? And maybe that is the best question. How are you preparing for disaster, whatever it is? Dan's right. It's not alarmist. There are some people who I think are preparing for disasters that uh, are not going to happen. But a lot of the preparation is the same thing, um, water, food, uh, earthquake preparation kit, that kind of thing. What do you got? 888-528-2557. How are you prepared? Are you prepared at all uh, for that? 888-528-2557. Nate in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Good morning, bro. How you doing, Nate? All right, all right. I just wanted to say, uh, so the CIA runs all media, and I think if it hits the media, then there's a reason it hit the Hold on, I can't I can't hear you too well, uh, Nate. What were you saying there? Say it again. I said the CIA runs all of the media outlets, so if, there, if it's on the media, then there's a reason that it's on the media, because it didn't hit all states. It just hit New York. So I believe that if it's living in New York, it's something you definitely want to pay attention to, because they wouldn't have put it out there if it wasn't you know, necessary. Yeah, well, the, so they, they, the city uh, did. The city like did. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Nate, for your call today. The city did put that out, and they acknowledged that. And, you, and it's you can go Google it and watch it on YouTube. It's well produced, and uh, you know it, it's. I don't know how to do it any differently. I guess it just it's just there's something about it. Maybe it's just morbidly funny, you know, some way because it's not at all funny. It's a real thing. The uh, document that I have, it's called something from the. It's unclassified. It says from the Joint Regional Intelligence Center. Uh, and it's a bulletin, and it gives all kinds of of information about radiation, about the blast and shock effect, electromagnetic pulse, what it's going to do. And that's the thing about your Twitter working or your you know, your phone working. It's probably not, uh, you know, depending on how far you are. And then this thing actually has a map for what to do depending on how far away you are from it. So it's a, it, you know, it's a very sobering 
document that that's there, that this is something that we have to be prepared for. How prepared are you for this kind of disaster, a disaster of war, a disaster of um, you know earthquake, um, some other kind of natural disaster uh, that could happen here in Southern California? How prepared are you? What advice would you give people that's not alarmist? You know, I don't know that you should go build a big uh, bomb shelter. You can... Uh, People were doing that a few years ago, these big units that you put underground, and you could even have multiple families living in the same one. And then I saw one that's like, it's got this design where I think there's four or five different rooms where each family would live. And then there's kind of the central room that's got a ping pong table, and it's got uh, the thing that made me laugh about it. It's got a, like a big TV, and I'm going, are they watching uh, network broadcasting? I don't think that's going on if that's if that's there. Are you prepared for uh, the eventual earthquake? Are you prepared for uh, whatever things might be going on? You can give me a call and let me know. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. And um, I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We'll be back with the Thursday edition in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. Did you see that Seinfeld episode with Elaine singing the song in the back of the car? Ruined that song, I think, forever for me. But that's maybe the way – I don't know that I was excited about it anyway. But that's what I think about now every time when that song plays. 888-528-2557 is the number. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today. And uh, before the break, we were talking about are you prepared for a disaster – in uh, response to uh, New York City putting out a commercial about what to do in case of a nuclear uh, uh, blast. Um, you know, we there's all kinds of disasters that can happen. Uh, are you prepared? What are your thoughts about that? 888-528-2557. Robert in Pasadena, welcome to Southern California Live. Good afternoon. Hi, Robert. We are talking about uh, being prepared and whatnot. Um Fortunately, if you live in a condo and whatnot, you're somewhat limited. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, just having extra canned goods, extra water. Uh, somebody told me the other day, uh, have a, a good pair of shoes under your bed because of an earthquake, glass shatters, you don't oh. be walking around barefooted. Uh, a solar generator, I've, you know, uh, they've made some great uh, strides with solar generators. So uh, I won't name the brand, but they have them now where you can be hooked up to the solar panels and charging your battery at the same time as you're using it. Huh? So I didn't know that. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I didn't either until I started researching it and whatnot. We have gas generators, yeah. but everybody in the world is going to hear that. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, and you can't afford to so, buy the gas for it now anyway. Well, that's right. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, there's foldable uh, solar panels now. Uh, so if you're in an apartment or whatever, uh, you can keep it packed up, uh, you know, and the, the batteries, uh, uh, they come in different uh, amount of storage. Uh, but you can find a decent one uh, that, uh, you know, will get you through. Uh, it'll run your refrigerator. Uh, obviously, the more watts you're pulling from it, the less time it runs, uh, mm-hmm. but at least it will get you through. So uh, people need to stop and, and think, well, you know, everybody's going to plug their car in uh, in one of these hot afternoons, and it's going to overload the system. And there you are. 
Right. Well, because we're we're all going to have electric cars next year, apparently. (laughs) Exactly. All right, Robert. Hey, appreciate that. I'm going to look up the solar generators. Uh, I didn't actually know that was a thing. Uh, makes makes sense though. All right, Robert. Yeah, uh, appreciate definitely. that. Yeah, and uh, and she was under the bed. He's right about that too. Um, you know, the glass around. If there was an earthquake, uh, that can happen. Uh, it's been a while since I've been in an earthquake where you know things are breaking, falling off the shelves, uh, and I haven't been in uh, with the Northridge one was the last really big one that I was in. Um, Hey, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world that uh, can create those kinds of problems. So um, be prepared. Get yourself some water. He mentioned if you're in a condo or apartment complex, it's harder. But you can go get uh, a a bunch of uh, bottled water that you just sort of keep around. You know, what what I've done before is have, you know, a couple of them and rotate through them so it doesn't get old and just dusty wherever you keep it. And they make this this sort of medical food packet, right? That's like this, this free dried, I don't know if it's astronaut food or whatever, but you can buy those little packs and they're, they're not terribly expensive. And then you've got those for a while. Um, you know, it's not wrong to be prepared for those kinds of things. Um, we know that that's going to happen. It is a interesting thing about us is that we don't really like to prepare. It's kind of a cultural thing and we get caught flat footed sometimes always better to, uh, to be prepared. 888-528-2557. Another event that's been going on here in uh, the Southland is the trucker protests over AB5. Have you been a part of that? Have you seen that going on the last couple of days? Some of it's going on today. And, um, you know, there are, we haven't talked about AB5 for a long time. There are so many different legal problems in our state. Uh, we have to come back around to it. Um, but, uh, the courts didn't throw it out recently and that affects a lot of people. Maybe you don't even know if it affects you yet, but if you are a, uh, an independent contractor or a, uh, you work gigs, you drive for Uber or Lyft or DoorDash or some of these other, uh, companies, um, there are problems that develop. In fact, this, this affects your church. Uh, it affects lots of people. Basically, AB5, uh, it's called the Gig Worker Bill. It's a piece of legislation that went into effect January 1st, 2020, and required that companies hire independent contractors to reclassify themselves as employees. And what that does is it it creates lots of problems. It creates a lot of problems as far as how much you have to pay. You know, it's not against paying people money, but it means suddenly if you're an employee, now you have benefits and you have a whole bunch of other things going on. And that's that's important for a lot of the jobs that we have. That's, you know, something that protects the employee uh, in most cases. But for some of us, we want to work as a independent contractor. Maybe it's a side gig or maybe it's the type of job that we have that just works better that way. And so throughout uh, Los Angeles is a, a trucker convoy that has been just driving very slowly and having um, – a uh, different effect on the freeways and other things going on. You know, we, is, is this affected you? Have you, uh, are you an independent contractor or a trucker, somebody where AB5 has affected you? I've kind of uh, lost track of that a little bit because I, you know, it went into effect January of 2020 and then 2020 happened. And I don't know about you, but I lose track of the, of the year, of the year. What year is it? 2022. What has happened in the past two years? Uh, so many terrible things have uh, gone on, and now we have to work our way back around. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that uh, that disaster going on. But it could affect your uh, your commute in different ways. So just be aware of that. And you know, we need to be 
um, concerned about about that. We mentioned solar a minute ago. The Los Angeles Times today says that California went big on rooftop solar and created an environmental danger in the process. And that's because at some point you got to throw away your solar panels. At some point, uh, maybe you bought one of those generators in 20 years or 10 years or however long those solar panels work. You got to toss it. Where do you throw those out? Where do you put your solar panels that are up on your roof that have uh, hopefully saved you money and hopefully you paid for them at some point? What do you do with those? You know what? turns out they are not very easy to recycle. They have a 25-year life cycle, right? So what's coming is that a lot of Californians and people around the world, mostly in the United States, I think, who bought solar panels, uh, you got to replace them at some point, 25 years, and that's their life cycle. And what happens to them is they end up in landfills because you just take them out, I guess, and you take them to the dump, or if they fit, they put go in your trash in your trash can. Well, I guess what they do is they get into the groundwater. Uh, it's uh, not very good. It fills up the landfills with components that contain, according to the L.A. Times, toxic heavy metals such as selenium and cadmium that contaminate the water. That's great. Uh, there you go. You know, the the environment is a is a tough subject, isn't it? Because you I I definitely for solar power, that seems like a really good way to do it, but it doesn't make sense if a hundred years later you've contaminated everything and then uh, you really didn't do any good, did you? We gotta be really careful about the long term effects of anything. Speaking of being prepared, you know, are we prepared to clean up our mess that we are are making? What about all the car batteries that will be dumped in a hole somewhere when we all have our electric cars? Uh, which apparently we're going to have sometime in the 2030s here in California. 2030s is coming. Have you noticed that? It's coming fast. We're going to be, it's already halfway through 2022. 2030 is coming up really, really fast. And uh, that's going to be, you know, hopefully we're better off. Hopefully we have moved through a lot of this weirdness and division that we have as a culture right now. One of the things that I'm praying for, is when we think about the election and, you know, uh, one of our callers earlier was talking about the potential of civil war and unrest and lots of different things. You know, the, those are those words are being thrown around there. I think it's complicated, but, you know, being divided is just not a good thing. I'm praying for leadership in our country that knows how to unite us. We don't all have to agree on everything. It would be nice we're not all going to agree on everything, but we used to be able to disagree better. There's always been some acrimony in people, up, you know, saying stuff, and uh, that's politics and uh, sinful nature of people. But as you think about leaders who might be stepping on the scene, national leaders, of course, but also local leaders, pray that we are able to find leaders who can speak well, who can be bold and truthful, who seek to find good solutions to our problems, whether it be the environment, whether it be laws like AB5 and how do we work with independent contractors, you know, what is fair and what is not. Let's find leaders that are good enough on the the world scene that we can push back the nuclear war that we have talked about some in this, this half hour. I think that's something very important to pray for. The scriptures tell us to pray for our leaders. And usually when we talk about that, we take a look at who our leaders are now. And we say, okay, well, we're going to pray for the president. We're going to pray for the governor and the mayor and whatever leader that you want to think of as a leader. And you need to do that. You need to do that, A, because the scripture instructs you to do that. 
and B, because you want them to lead well. You know, well, I didn't vote for that guy. Well, then pray that he changes his mind you know, or pray that, you know, you should be praying that Joe Biden becomes the best president we've ever had. And if you want to, you can pray that we elect somebody different next time. That's okay. And hopefully somebody better, right? That's, you, we want our, our leaders to do well. Praying for them doesn't mean that you're praying that they're successful in their policies if their policies are wrong, right? You want them to – you want to pray that they change their policies or change their mind on different things. Um, Imagine if Joe Biden were to change his mind on abortion right now and go back to Joe Biden 10 years ago uh, or go back to Joe Biden 30 years ago. It would be a much more unifying thing for our country right now. Uh, You still would probably disagree with him or I would on certain things, but he'd be a lot closer – It'd be a lot better. That's what we can pray for. But the other part of it is, is we can also pray for the next leaders. We don't know their names. We know some people throw their hat in the ring. We know some people who we think maybe you're thinking about it. Pray for them now. You know, pray not only that they know the Lord. We want that. I want that. But pray that they are people who are capable of good government. You know, somebody who knows the Lord but is a lousy governor is uh, still going to have a lot of problems. They might have a better moral perspective on things and certain things won't get signed. But we can pray for somebody with uh, a very good legal and governmental acumen and skill and insight and leadership who also has uh, his moral bearing straight. Would you pray for those people? In fact, I'm going to do that. Then we will go out and come back after the break. Uh, God, as we think about these things this hour, we've talked about scary things, nuclear war and the COVID and the masks and laws that are haywire and environmental problems that happen with even environmental solutions and all these things that we deal with. And we've worried about civil war and earthquake and unrest. God, with all of these things that just come at us from all these different angles, would you give us the confidence in you that you are on the throne? And God, we ask for great leaders. I pray that that our current leaders would do well, that they would turn to you. But also in an election year, we're going to have new ones. I pray that you would be drawing people to leadership roles in every area of our country, political, but also just civic church leaders whose hearts are right with you, who love people, who can lead with truth and boldness and kindness, and that it would result in people coming to know you, coming to know the truth about Jesus that we would be safe from nuclear war, that we would be prepared for the natural disasters that we have, that we'd be prepared for your coming if that is something that is coming soon. God, we thank you for all of that. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host, 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557 is the number. Got an article here of a a baby was born on July 11th, 7-11, at a 7-Eleven. But them's the breaks. No, that might be pretty cool, actually, to uh, if you are if your birthday is 7-Eleven, you were born on on July 11th. Um, 
Apparently, uh, Ali Sayers, mother of three Ali Sayers, was scheduled for a cesarean section on July 13th, but felt the baby coming early on Monday morning. And her fiancé, Chase Bush, pulled over into a 7-Eleven parking lot, as you would, as they were on their way to the hospital. Did they pull over because it was time or because he wanted a Slurpee? It was free Slurpee day. And he's like, I don't know. Maybe I got time to make it. Uh, well, he didn't. And uh, they had the baby right there in the parking lot. Their their other kids were with them. And uh, so it was a, a family event. And uh, infant Waylon, Waylon is his name, is uh, doing well, weighed six pounds, eight ounces. So good for him. He's always going to have a story, right? Uh, his birthday is seven eleven. Does he get an extra Slurpee the rest of his life? Uh, does he get one of those little taquitos things that rolls around in the, the thing in there or one of those seven eleven hot dogs or the nachos? Uh, do I know too much about what they sell food-wise in 7-Eleven? Honestly, I have not purchased any of that anytime uh Recently, I uh, I have gotten gas there uh, recently, though, and I noticed all of that, but I was good. I, I avoided it, and I, I thought that I might go there, but uh, and I wanted to. I'll tell you what. But them's the brakes. All right. So, hey, um, the Los Angeles County, San Diego County, uh, Ventura County, uh, and I'm looking to see some other counties here in Southern California have all gone into the higher ranking with the uh, COVID numbers. And so what it looks like is this. Uh, This happened just today, just not too long ago today. Um, Basically, we will go back to having some kind of restrictions, mask, indoor mask requirements and that kind of thing. Um, If we remain in the higher tier with the CDC for two weeks. Now, if it the next two Thursdays. okay? so uh, L.A. County is saying a new masking order would be issued with an effective date of July 29. San Diego County is suggesting you already wear a mask, as is L.A. County, but uh, it's not mandatory. I don't know if they're going to do that. It's Right now it says it will be issued. The L.A. Times is reporting it will be issued. Um, I'm wondering if people, how many people are going to do it this time? And I'm I'm not saying that to try to drive, hey, do it or not do it. I'm just curious to what people actually think. It's there's a little bit of a social experiment, I think, with with all of this. And uh, I have to tell you that I know a lot of people right now with the COVID. I know I have some personal friends with it. I have a personal friend who has the COVID. He ha- he got it a couple of weeks ago, and it's kind of the typical thing that's happening to a lot of us is that we get real sick for a day, fever and uh, you know the kind of the flu feeling and then there's this exhaustion that goes on for a week or more. And he got through all of that, tested negative, and then he started feeling sick again. Now he tested positive again. So he tested positive, went through it, tested negative, was ready to go back to work and then today he tested positive again. And it's very discouraging, right? So he he's not going to work. He doesn't feel too good. Um, and I have a lot of friends who've got it. I think more right now than um, at least since maybe January or February. You know, I had it in January and uh, most people that I knew had it. Um, I knew, I mean, I knew a lot of people who had it. Before, I would say December, November, I knew a few people, a couple of people who died, a couple of friends who passed away of it, uh, a few people who got really sick. But I didn't know that many. But I think with these new variants, it's just hyper contagious. And so people are going to get it. So whatever you feel like you need to do, we had this conversation on Monday a little bit. And then I think a great part about it that we, we focused a lot on personal hygiene, wash your hands. 
and, uh, you know, take a moment to do the things that are good things to do anyway. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to call and join the conversation in our last couple of minutes here. 888-528-2557. Wash your hands. Take care of yourself. Respect other people. And, uh, you know, my hope is that, my first of all, I hope that we're not going into a bunch of shutdowns or other things, and maybe we won't hear about that till after the election. It's it's highly political, of course. We know that. Um, but at the same time, we don't want people being sick. And maybe it's a, a lesson for us to take care of ourselves anyway. Um, there was a an article several years ago by The Onion. You know what The Onion is? It's sort of this satirical newspaper. And... Uh, you may not hear about them as much anymore because so much of what used to be satire is just now true. It just happens all the time. Um, and they put out this article, and it was claiming that scientists have no idea how to help people get into better health or to lose weight. And you read this whole article, and it kind of reads like a serious article. But it's talking about all these diets and all these different things. And, and I think the headline was, Scientists Give Up on helping people lose weight. But the thing that's funny about it is it never mentions exercise or eating well. Never mentions that at all. And uh, that was kind of the point of the the argument, right, is that we have a pretty good idea of what it means to take care of ourselves. We have a pretty good idea of what we ought to do. Um, I have a pretty good idea of the things that I ought to do in my schedule to take better care of myself. And uh, I'll confess, I don't always do those things, but it isn't that I don't know I should do them. They And I know we all kind of struggle with that. There are things that we ought to do. Ought is this uh, incredible word, right? It's it's not should. You know, if somebody says, well, you should do this, you know, uh, it's it's not quite as strong as if as when they say you ought to do something. Ought is is a lot more of an obligation, right? What is it that I should do, could do, maybe ought to do? Ought is uh, an incredible word. It means a whole lot more than than should. There are certain things that we just ought to do. And, you know, as we end our, our time here, um, you know, we just had, what, the 4th of July? That's one of the, uh, uh, the words in it. It says that we, uh, by right, ought to be free. It's an incredible word that's in there, not should be free. You know, these United Colonies are and of right ought to be free. It says it shouldn't just say, and these United Colonies should be free. I mean, that would, I imagine for most of us, communicate the same thing. But the word ought, uh, it's not a, mo- a legally binding word, but it's a morally obligating word, ought. You know, and usually if we're finding ourselves today in a place that we wish we weren't in, sometimes it's not our fault. Sometimes other things, other things that other people ought to have done, they didn't do, and it's affected us. But a lot of the time, when we ask ourselves, how did we get here? The answer is, we didn't do what we ought to have done before. Well, can I encourage you this way as we head toward a weekend, we get done here with our drive, our work day, our show today on Thursday. What is it that you ought to do spiritually? What is it that you know you ought to do? Can I give you a couple? Uh, Go to church if you haven't gone back to church yet. Uh, Get into a church that teaches the Bible that it's true. Go to a church where it challenges you to get into the Word of God, to actually live your life for Christ, and not just teach you a bunch of stuff academically, but a church that helps you. And I don't mean even just from the preaching or from the music, 
or from the programs, but from the relationships you have with people there that drives you into the Word of God and following Jesus every day. Because that's what you ought to do. You ought to do that. You know, we often say, you know, I should pray more. Not, it's a better thing to say, I ought to pray more. Can I encourage you to do that? You ought to pray more. Um, it will change your life when you pray more. Can I encourage you to like radically pray more? Find yourself a place in the house or a place where you can go if you need to leave the play, your house and pray there. You'll find a chair, that's your prayer chair, or find a place on a walk or a hike somewhere where you just go to pray. And kind of like Jesus did, We're supposed to be following Jesus, we'll go out somewhere and find a place to pray. See, that's what we ought to do. And you find that when you do that, when you really pray, that you grow closer to God. You find out a whole lot more of what you ought to be doing every day, and you you live your life better. It could be challenging because you're going to find out, I ought to love my neighbor as myself. And uh, sometimes, you know, what happens in our prayer time is that God tells us that uh, we're not loving our neighbor too well. And he reminds us we ought to love our neighbor as ourselves. But he also reminds us that he is present, that he forgives, that he loves us, that he is in control. And when we go out and we pray and we love our neighbor as ourselves, it does something incredible for our life. It changes our perspective on everything going on. It changes the way we just love other people. Second Peter 3.11, since everything will be destroyed in this way. We've talked about you know those kinds of things this hour on the show, uh, that not everything's going to last. What kind of people ought you to be, Peter says. And this is what he says. You ought to live holy and godly lives. Can I leave you with that today? When you think of this, do you think, oh, I should live a holy and godly life? Can you change that word in your thinking to, I ought to live a holy and godly life? That is such a huge thing. You know, it's a, it's a big difference, you know. I, uh, I, I should, I shouldn't uh, do this or I shouldn't do that. No, figure out what you ought to do and do that. It will, it will do amazing things in your life. You will grow spiritually. We ought to learn our Bibles. We ought to be holy. We ought to go to church. We ought to love like Jesus in action and truth. And it does begin in that prayer time. We ought to pray more. And if you don't know what to pray about, pray for your leaders, pray for your family, pray for your friends. We often say, you know, tell your friends about Jesus. Do this. Go tell Jesus about your friends and say, hey, Jesus, how can I be used to love those people in your name better? That's something you can do today. All right, we're done for today. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We'll be back tomorrow, open line Friday at 3 o'clock. God bless you. We'll see you then. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.